Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Sorry, I'm sorry I did not give you a cleaner transition. Joining us on the North Post and Chrysler Deep Dodge Ram Hotline. Good morning. How are you today? And uh, if you're talking about breaking news, um, I have been away from uh, the radio or any devices this morning other than when Andrew... Uh, just called me a few seconds ago. So what are we talking about here, Double A? What's going on? So uh, uh, Fox 8 I team uh, reported uh, just a little bit ago that Kobe Altman was charged last night uh, for impaired driving. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah just outside uh, Route 2, East 55th, right outside of, a little bit outside yeah, of by Fox the station. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, you know, um, as they say, uh, Always, uh, always uh, drive responsibly, and I'll leave it at that. That's right. That's right. John Tellich joining us again on the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. We spent most of the morning talking Browns, and, you know, I said going in, we know the history with between the Browns and Steelers, but, you know, the first week for what we saw from this team, uh, very, very impressive. What was your thoughts on what you saw from uh, browns Bengals last week? Well, I think what they did in the offseason when they really uh, c- came away with the thought of replenishing that defensive line and getting more buddies for, for Miles uh, that can play on his level, if you will, uh, I thought that was Im- important for them. And they went out and got Dalvin Tomlinson and, of course, Darius, and then they got Oboe. And I just thought how all those guys set the tone from the beginning I think there was a stat I saw. I, I, I want to give credit to uh, Zach Jackson for it, but I, I really I, I apologize. I'm not sure exactly where it came from. But in week one, they had uh, the the time the average time uh, it took to get to the quarterback was something like 1.95 seconds. That's all that Joe Burrow had, and that was the sixth fastest time since they've been keeping these stats, like in the last four years. So. From the get-go, you know, when they hit the quarterback on the first time he dropped back, uh, I just thought they set the tone. And, you know, a couple of years ago, I remember when they went out and got, you know, defensive backs and they wanted to make sure they had the back end so they could cover better because the front end, it was just miles and not much else. Um, now they have both components. They have a great young cornerback crew and some good safeties. And then they have Miles Garrett, Zadarius, Oboe, and then the versatility that they can use with having Z, um, you know, inside once in a while. Obviously, you saw Miles inside doing the crossover dribble. <laughs> I just thought it was really impressive, Double A, what they did on Sunday 
to Joe Burrow, and it certainly set the tone. Um, and another thing, if, if I can, I thought Kevin, you know, had the, had the understanding of the moment. He had a great defensive defense playing. He was running the ball effectively. I think Nick was 5.9 yards per carry. And so he didn't feel the need to kind of reinvent the wheel on some fourth downs. You know what I mean? And he just, okay, punt the ball. Or in the instance of being close enough for a field goal try, go ahead, take the three points. And so it was really impressive. And I, and I think it gives me more of a feeling that they can do that type of work uh, Monday night uh, against um, the young quarterback in Pittsburgh as well. Do, do you feel – we had a caller earlier this morning. John Tellich uh, joined us on the North State Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Uh, we had a caller earlier uh, this morning who says she apologized to Kevin Stefanski for the – she's been hard – on his play calling, you know, mm-hmm. the last the last couple years due to limitations of the roster. And I thought you just brought up a great point of him being in the moment. Do you feel yeah. better overall about Kevin Stefanski and what he's drawn up? Yeah, I think he coached very well on Sunday and you know we'll get another measuring stick how well he coaches on Monday night in a, in a tough environment, but I like what I saw. Now, a year ago, it was just a weird year. You know, he, I thought he did offensively for the most part, uh, got them to be as productive as possible with Jacoby Brissett, as, uh, who was a backup QB, as the main guy. And then it was just weird those last six games with Deshaun in. You weren't really sure what is the offense doing, what, were, what was Deshaun thinking in, on half of those plays, reacting differently, taking off and running, maybe could have kept the ball inside the belly of the ball carrier and and not run it himself. Um, So his instincts were obviously off. And uh, But getting back to your your question, Double A, about Kevin, I thought he coached very well on Sunday. And I think, obviously, him knowing that he has more tools at his disposal this year. I think the, I, I mentioned this I, to uh, Kenny Carmen when he and Limer were having a discussion three weeks ago about, you know, important guys uh, other than Deshaun on the offense and important guys other than Miles on the defense. And on the offense, I said Elijah Moore. And he made two big plays on Sunday. One was super instinct, just, you know, reversing field, getting a, a, a real nice positive result. And then the other one was just getting floating into space and, and making a nice catch for good yards. I love what he can bring to this team. I think if you see him uh, being super active, uh, moving around, uh, being engaged in various forms of how they do their offense, if he's doing those types of things, I think that's kind of like it's, it's uh, 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 an indication that the offense is, is moving along very nicely because they don't have to overuse him. They've got Nick Chubb. You know, they have a staple in Nick Chubb. They don't have to overuse a guy like Elijah Moore. But by all indications, uh, folks in Berea all the time indicate that this guy is really bought in and uh, he can be an exciting component to this offense as they play this year. I want to pick your brain, John, uh, for this particular question. Uh, the Browns, we've heard it all week. They have not had a 2-0 start since 1993. Four. <laughs> I know the team will say well, it's just one game. We'll do. We you know we can't look far ahead. We'll focus in on next week. Blah blah blah. Yeah. For the fans, if this team is able to start two and zero, how will this city react 
to that start after beating the Steelers on Monday night? Well, there's still going to be a bit of that. Um, this is Missouri, you know, the show me kind of a thing. But um, I know that this Browns fan base understands football as well as any fan base out there in this country. And I know that this Browns fan base understands what they did in the offseason in compiling the talent on this roster and then giving Kevin Stefanski all these offensive tools that he could uh, design his offense around. And then they bring in Jim Schwartz and they bring in Bubba and they've got guys like Zadarius Oboe and Tomlinson and other defensive uh, tackles that they brought in here as well. And I think Browns fans understand that the talent is here and the, you know, excuses are gone. You have the talent, you have the ability, you have the uh, team in place that can go pretty far this year. It's so weird, double A, to see all the experts uh, throwing the Browns up in the top five or the top four in their power rankings. And, you know, by virtue of how, if this is a show me what's going on right now kind of a thing, by all uh, virtue, they are the t- one of the top four or five teams in the league from what they showed in week two, in week one. Now just go out and show it in week two. I think the fan base can, can handle the higher expectations. Um, it's hard to let go of the fearing that the piano is going to drop from the fourth floor of the factory uh, that's being renovated uh, while you're walking down the street and land on top of you. It's all very hard being a Browns fan to get rid of that. But it is there. It's part of the specter of being a Cleveland uh, sports observer. But it's very, very uh, possible that they've put together the type of a roster here uh, on the, uh, in this town that can be exceptionally productive and one of the fun stories that we're, we're going to see in sports this year. I mean, we can be as fun as prime time without the sunglasses. We can do that. Uh, we've got the talent here in Cleveland, so let's have some fun. Yeah, and, and that's just the one thing I was just thinking of because I, I mentioned uh, at the beginning of the show, I was like, I'm going to be honest. I know with my old two eyes that the Browns are really good, that, that the, the defense is just, just phenomenal. But sometimes I need to hear somebody else confirm what yeah. I believe. And, you know, Stephen A. Smith had the Browns number four in, in, in the his power rankings and others – have the Browns near the top. And I know it may be immature <laughs> to, to think this way. I'm not used to seeing this. <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it is it is weird, double-A. And so it, it's also, um, you know, it, it just – other fan bases don't even have to think about this. Other fan bases has see, have seen – let's go out to Kansas City for a few moments here. Since, uh, you know, they, they had Alex Smith before – they had Patrick Mahomes. And, of course, they had Andy Reid, who's a Hall of Famer, first ballot, and all that stuff. They have come to expect this type of stuff each and every year, uh, even if they've hit some speed bumps uh, along the way. And we just haven't had that. And, and it's very well documented why this mentality has been there for our fans in this city. It's very, very well documented. We saw uh, how they – mess things up. We saw how they had salary cap hell in the early 2000s after they made the playoffs in 2002 in the Butch Davis uh, scenario. We, we had all of the stories of Hugh Jackson jumping in the lake and all that stuff. 
So it's not, you know, we have the, the parade for 0-16. It's just not uh, difficult to, to let one part of your mind, you know, uh, fool itself into thinking, oh, the crap's going to happen once again. You know, I, I, I come across that when I've run in extremely long ultra marathons where you, you have two little voices on each shoulder, one saying, you're going, and the other one is saying, what the hell are you doing out here? You can't run this far. You've got something wrong with your ankle and, and your hips giving you trouble. And you still got another 30 miles to finish uh, a hundred miler. You can't do that. And I think Browns fans have that little demon on that one shoulder all the time saying, Hey, yeah, might be good this week, but there's always that, but that, but is a very big uh, word in Northeast Ohio. I know we're trying to we're trying to get right past that, John. It's just, (laughs) (laughs) you know, again, you beat the Steelers on Monday night. It's going to be something. I want to also pick your brain on this. John Tallich, Fox 8, joining us on the North Falstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Anthony Alfa here with you. So last night, last night I'm covering a high school football game in Middlefield. Yeah. Brooklyn and Cardinal. And I couldn't believe what I saw. They had a grass field. (laughs) And and I was, I was saying, I was saying to both coaches, I was like, you know, 10 years ago, almost a a vast majority of high schools, as if you cover Friday night touchdown, uh, a vast majority of these high schools had grass fields and the the, the upgrade has been to turf has been, has been crazy. Uh, What's your thought for what you, from what you have covered, what you've been hearing uh, from the coaches across high school, college and pros. Your thoughts on the turf versus grass conversation of football? Well, I think we get the conversion to artificial turf, and I know they get better and better versions each year. And uh, so I see in Northeast Ohio, so many of these schools are getting artificial turf. Uh, Most recent uh, uh, iteration of that was the Kirtland High School football field. I think it's now called Wilson Field or Wilson Stadium. Wilson Stadium, yep. Wilson Stadium, and it is artificial turf, and that was uh, something that Tiger Laverty really wanted, and he got, and 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 kudos to them. So, uh, my point here is that on the high school level, um, for uh, school uh, properties and for the superintendents that run their businesses, um, the artificial turf makes more sense to them because they can use it a lot and have a lot of games in youths games. Uh, junior varsity, you know, soccer matches, all that stuff can be can take place on the quote-unquote artificial turf. And, and it's seamless for the most part, and so they, off they go. But on the professional level with, and again, I don't mean to say kids aren't, aren't worth it, but on the professional level with so much at stake, I understand the hue and cry from the NFL players about the need to play on real grass. And we, we saw the most recent example was with the, the Aaron Rodgers injury. So there's going to be more and more um, uh, pushback uh, towards ownership, I believe, from the players on wanting to make this more of a universal thing. I know in soccer they say, you know, none of those matches will be played on uh, artificial turf. They'll all be on real grass. There's technology av- available to be able to do that. You know, you have the stadium like in, in Phoenix that can roll the, 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 the sod in, you know, the, the grass in, and then roll it back out. There's ways to do that. So 
I think they really need to take care of that, address that. But on the high school level, uh, yeah, you don't see many fields. I'm trying to think of others. I think Garfield Heights, uh, if I recall, Double A. I, th- I, I think, think so. They, yeah. Yeah, and they. And, but again, it's 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 been a while. I know you know Villa Angela St. Joe's just beautiful, built a beautiful uh, new um, a field right behind the school there on the lakefront, only a half mile from where I live. And uh, they're excited about playing games there, you know, and and they'll have their own little stadium on the lakefront, which will be kind of a very cool setting to be right on the shores of Lake Erie playing high school football. And, you know, they, they can do that with the, the artificial turf. If they're with a grass field, then a lot of things come into play there. So uh, a long-winded answer is that it's, it's, there's very few that have real grass anymore. I, I took all that in. Uh, John, tell us, John, great to hear from you this morning. Wish you all the Thanks, best. Man. And uh, can't wait to talk again soon. All right, man. All the best to you, Double A. You guys have a great weekend. You as well. John, tell us, joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.